0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dorsey Wright Podcast. Today is June the 21st, 2017. For the most part, we continue to see really equities as far as domestic equities are concerned, you know, trade near their highs today. Uh, the S&P and Dow have cooled off, technically speaking, uh, for for on, from a price standpoint. But overall, on their point-and-figure charts, they still continue to hang out um, at their highs that they made earlier this week. Still see, you know, domestic equities being our primary area of focus or asset class of focus, if you will. Uh, tech's obviously continuing to show some improvement this week. But really what's sort of flown under the radar this week has almost been, you know, international equities, the opportunity that we're seeing there. You wanted to touch on that some today, didn't you, Tommy?
1: Yeah, if you look at the broad kind of exposure, whether you're looking at EFR or EEM, both of them look positive. Um, Efa, look at that half-point chart to get a little bit more action. It's kind of up on a stem if you look at the default chart, but really its weekly distribution is only down at 11%. Um, both of those look great. If you look on a country-specific level, it's when things get a little bit more dicey. Uh, we've seen some of the emerging things like Russia and Latin America fall off. We've talked about Latin America falling off a little bit. Um, you know, things like Argentina are, are forming a triangle, ARGT. Uh, Chile it, it breakdown in the near term. ECH those haven't been as bad as the ones that were Brazil heavy. Um, Russia, you know, you look at ERUS, RBL or RSX. Those are all broken bearish triangles. Uh, you're seeing those things in matrix rankings start to deteriorate. Um, their X column is very very low as they start to lose buy signals. Um, developed Europe has continued to be a place um, that's been strong. Uh, the ranking and tally for developed Europe and DALI has still kind of been near the bottom, kind of in the middle. Uh, Those country specific funds are doing great as well as the broader ones. IEV, EZU, uh, the Eurozone and Europe itself are are both good looking charts. Um, Smaller countries you may not have thought of like the Netherlands are doing well. EWN, that's with iShares and and also the PIGS. Um, Portugal, Italy, Greece and Spain. Uh, Those specific countries are doing well this year they are all beaten up um you know those remember from 2008 bailout um over there um going over everything with germany and getting the loans those countries were very very beaten up all thinking about leaving um but now they're starting to turn around got some good gains and could be potential places to include the portfolio
0: yeah and i think now you know it's one of those things of 2017 has almost been defined by looking for those pullbacks, trying to capture opportunity when we can do it. And At least for the both of us, it's something that we've seen this week, uh, whether it's, like you said, a European fund through IEV, uh, it's an iShares ETF, it's pulled back to the middle of its training ban. In the case of you know other areas of the world, we've seen some Asian countries also pull back or at least almost cool off in an aspect, not that they've really pulled back in price but you've seen their weekly distribution curves return to some somewhat more normal levels after being so overbought uh, towards
1: the end of May and even earlier this month Dude, and that's right that's where we would be putting new money to work and as far as emerging would be the asia space whether Um, you know it's Taiwan or China or any kind of funds like that and as you mentioned looking at the Taiwan ETF
0: right now uh, their iShares Taiwan ETF a symbol EWT it rallied up to a new high earlier this month has continues to really trade near that high Uh, at least the delayed quote I've got here at the moment is 35.37 so it's still hanging out near that high but really at this point with that weekly distribution curve work, that percentage, the overbought, oversold percentage working its way back down, you do see some potential opportunity. Um, where, you know, if anything, we could do partial positions in, in countries like that, but yeah. either dollar cost average into these things, but, but we're seeing opportunity, and that's the big thing.
1: And you're uh, also seeing that from the emerging Europe, um, you know, we a lot of that story in 2016 was carried by Russia, and that's everybody was focusing on Russia, um, but also, smaller countries that you may not have thought were, were part of that. Um, if you look at Poland um, or Norway or even Turkey, those are considered emerging Europe kind of countries. All three of those charts look good. Uh, Norway is E-N-O-R. That's an share's product. It fell down to support today at 2150. Uh, but Poland and Turkey both look great. Turkey had a nice little pullback on its chart.
0: Well, you know what's interesting is a lot of times when we're looking at international exposure, some of those, especially emerging countries, how, I wouldn't say almost tagged they are, but how, how correlated in a way they are to the commodity space. Um, for anyone who's been watching really DWA indicators, what whether it's Dolly, whether it's simply just point-and-figure charts, so on and so forth, we've obviously seen quite a bit of weakness out of the commodities asset class this year. What's you know something interesting to me is that we actually began the 2017 with commodities as the it was at least in the top three. I feel like at one point in time it may have been hanging out there at second for like a day or so, but we've really seen this asset class deteriorate. Uh, late last week, we actually saw it fall down to that fifth position as cash overtook it within the Dolly rankings. Um, moving forward to this week, we actually also see that commodity now commodities the asset class. Now, fails its bogey check. Um, for those who might not be familiar with the bogey check, it's simply what we do is we create an index that represents the six asset classes, uh, or, or really five in this case, uh, for for DALI. So there's an index that will contain all the proxies for domestic equities, international, fixed income, so on and so forth. Uh, what we do when do, using the bogey check is we take that index and compare it to uh, cash or, or Dorsey Wright's uh, money market proxy symbol MNYMKT. We do that on a three and a quarter percent RS chart. Uh, when we see that relative strength chart reverse down into a column of those, we just say that the bogey check has been failed. With last night's action, we actually saw that reversal with the commodity index uh, against cash. reversed down into a column of those, which led to commodities failing its bogey check today. Um, our other cash metric at the moment, cash percentile rank, commodities is actually the only asset class that has a red light on that cash percentile rank. Um, for those not so familiar with cash percentile rank, it's simply we're developing a, a relative strength ranking and trying to figure out where cash falls within that ranking. Uh, as long as we're below the bottom third, we see a green light. Uh, once we work our way in towards that, into the, really what we call the second third, or really from the third, from 33, 33rd percentile to the 67th percentile, uh, the light will be yellow. Once you move above the 67th percentile, that's when the light turns red. Uh, at this moment, commodities with commodities, the cash percentile rank reading is 77%. So one way to take that information, and as you can almost say, 77% of the proxies uh, within the commodity asset class are weaker than cash. So there's few things right now that we actually see in the commodity space that offer you know any type of positive relative strength against you know versus cash at the moment.
1: Um, you're seeing and precious metals, industrial metals are the two stronger areas. We've seen agriculture continue to be weak. We've mm-hmm. seen energy, as you know, on a, on a domestic equity front um, you know, fall from rank number one, tied with technology coming into the year, now down to last, losing about 150 signals. Same thing on the commodity space. That kind of subsector has fallen. You know, you look at the chart of crude oil, that's been one thing, fell down in March, violated its positive trend line, continues to fall. And, you know, one country that you could say is correlated or tied to that is Canada. And you look at the chart of EWC, right around the same time, uh, began to fall, and now it's trading in a negative trend and down again today. So,
0: And one thing that's interesting about looking at that crude oil chart today, it uh, did give a sell signal yesterday at $43.00. But looking back at a little bit of history there on that CL slash, forward slash chart, um, you'll notice that in September of last year we came down to this 43 level on three occasions. Ultimately, we were able to see a rally that and the commodity improved. We're now testing that support at 43. Granted, we've already violated the bullish support line. We did that back in, in March on the point-and-figure chart for crude oil. But now we're testing some of that longer-term support, uh, or at least you know significant support levels. Um, from here, you know, we, we have to look down to 40 and then from there we're looking down close to the $35 level, actually $36 level, pardon me, before we get any additional support. Um, so, you yeah, know, it, it's one of those things where at the moment in time we're definitely not seeing a whole lot of positives out of the commodity space. Um, for those who follow Dolly, you're obviously avoiding commodities in general. As we've seen and talked about with it failing the bogey check, as well as a high cash percentile rank, we would continue to avoid the asset class overall. Um, you know, if there's if there's some out there with, with aggressive clients who maybe want to do, uh, you know, some short-term plays, whether it be gold or some of those things that still hold up okay. You know, that could be a conversation you could have, but overall, you know, we generally think we we should be avoiding commodities right now. What's interesting to me, though, is almost this round trip that we've had with the commodity space. Really, right off those February lows in 2016, you know, we saw gold gangbusters move to the top. Yeah. We saw commodities as a broad asset class really move into that second position. I believe it was about June, July when we really saw it kind of exert its dominance. Mm-hmm. And then really at this point, we've now seen that cool off uh, as equities in both from the international yeah. and domestic space have continued to show improvement. And so it's been quite the round trip we'll, we'll definitely say that um, with that we'll go ahead and wrap things up today uh, we do thank you for listening in and stay tuned for next week